Coming to you from beautiful downtown Spokane, it's the Queer Centric, an hour of opinions you didn't ask for, but you should have, with your host, Queerly Johnny. And you can call me Queerly. Welcome, Kurt. Thank you for uh, bringing us in. Kurt works so hard every week. He, I have to give him the line on the weekend, and he is constantly worried. And you're doing amazing. So thank you, sir. Thank you. He's ours. Welcome, everybody, to the program. This is, I always say which episode. I think we're on episode four. Four. People are being very kind to us, so let's just keep that up. Uh, we have some great guests in the studio today, but before we get uh, to that, re- just a reminder, Hairspray is at First Interstate Center for the Arts, September 20th through the 25th. Keep in mind, if you buy tickets on September 20th, that is Pride Night. So you get a discount and $5 of every ticket price goes to Odyssey Youth Movement. So all you have to do is go to broadwayspokane.com slash pride2022 to get that. Uh, If you listen, there is someone who is sacrilegious in our studio today who has not seen this. I know. Got to call you out. Just call him right out. Right away. So you have to prove, we have to show up so that people, more and more people get to see this. It's a lot of fun, I think. But I've, who was it the other day that said, it's Sandra Bullock hates musicals because she doesn't like joy and happiness. I don't like so, her anymore. Right? I, I like, Sandy, <laughs> what? We'll give her, listen. Did you and just call her Sandy? Sandy, like her and I are her? like this, right? <laughs> I will say, this is why I feel I know her. I watched her cut someone off in traffic in LA. Oh. Just didn't care. Right. Just, and now I'm like, okay, Sandy. This is the trade-off. I will let that go. I can call you Sandy. Are we going to drop in things you saw in LA like randomly? All the, All the time. time. Perfect. You should go around town with me. I'm like, oh, did you know that I just got back from I saw LA? I saw so this one time when I was in LA, I... <laughs> I know. I do like to do it when it's uh, strategically annoying. That is that is how I like to do it. But then it, I, you have to be careful because then I'll start dropping that and they're like, well, why are you back in Spokane? We don't talk about that. We don't need to worry about it. The fact that I was there, that's what counts. Um, but no, I, I, that was when, you know, when you, you just find certain things, you're like, you mean you're a person that does shit? Like you only live in the movies. That's all you live in. Um, so anyways, remember that. Uh, Please go support this. This is the first time that uh, they have done a Pride Night. So they're just testing it with this. So this would be really cool. Nine Bar and Bistro is doing the before party. If you go, there's going to be door prizes. It starts at 5 o'clock on the 20th. Um, They've been super supportive of this. So I just want to see it be a big success so that they'll want to do it for every show. I mean, some shows it might be weird, but, you know, we're just going to jump all in. For you, I'm going. Oh. You are For my, you, this go. is, I actually think you might like it. I might. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I would be interested. We'll have to have you back and see, okay. and see what you thought hey, of the show. I'm going. And you can be honest. Why wouldn't I be? Because I edit afterwards, so it okay. doesn't matter. <laughs> so even if you hate it, we're going to edit to make it sure you like it. I'm, right. I'm going to, all of us, is good. All of a sudden, I'm going to try to do a very bad impression of you. And then, so you'll just hear your sentence will stop and then I'll come in. That's amazing. You hear then, my voice, right? Like there's, how would you impersonate me? I didn't say it was good. I was just saying, I sound like the black Kermit the Frog, you know? Like, that's not. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a good guest panel. What was I thinking? Okay, so just, uh, we want to say on a, on a slightly serious, or it's a very serious note right now, we wanted to give honor to uh, the amazing Sandra Williams. If you're from Spokane, you know that uh, she passed away unexpectedly in a plane crash on Sunday. Um, everybody here in this room, I think, knew her and had met her and I had just talked to her the other day and she uh, 
a lot of people going around saying that she was the voice of the voiceless, which for Sandy was exactly what she wanted to be. Uh, she always made space for everyone. Uh, of course, she was the, the creator, the publisher, the director, the editor of Black Lens newspaper, which is how I met her years and years and years ago. Um, but also, she, is, she was the director of the Carl Maxey Center um, in East Central Spokane. Uh, her whole life was about trying to make it better for other people. So we wanted to just take a moment and say, if you didn't know her work, go find out. She reminded me of why we get up when we're community activists, why you keep going, why you do it. What I loved about her was she had a very silly side and we were sitting at a table probably three weeks ago. And she said to me, cause she had her head down on the table and she said, Jonathan, I'm just tired, I'm tired. She goes, you know what I wanna do? I'm like, what? She goes, I just want to write a soap opera because I love soap operas. I want to write one and then make it happen. I was like, Sandy, we're gonna team up. We're gonna make your soap opera happen. And I just loved, she was just a human, full on human. It was at uh, Come From Away, which was another musical that was just here. Uh, very, uh, it was a beautiful musical about the human spirit. We talked about it on this show and it was so appropriate for that woman to be here. So people are sharing their stories of Sandy all over the place right now. If you have a story of uh, knowing Sandra Williams, please do not hesitate to share it in the comments below. I think we spend too much time not celebrating and cheerleading the people that are working so hard around us. That woman deserved it more than anyone. So I just wanted to say that from us to her. Uh, we love her. Do you guys have anything to say about Sandra? Eastern Washington Pride Center, wasn't that Oh, my too? God. Yeah, she made that happen. That's where I first met her when I was working yeah. with Out Spokane and the Pride stuff. Yeah. And we made her one of our honorees for what we called the uh, Voices of Victory. Oh, that's amazing. So she amazing. came in and made her story told, and she yeah. was a grand marshal for us. Yeah. So that's I when I first that encountered her. That's, and she yeah. she just was fighting hard for everything. She just wanted, And that's a big deal over there. That's a safe space. You know, I've, yeah, I've been there many times. What about you? I, I really think that uh, everyone can talk about what she's done. Yeah. But... We're not discussing what we should do now in our absence. Oh, that's a good point. Right, and I think yeah. I think when someone asked me what we should do or how I feel, I said I feel like we have to honor her by doing, you know, figuring out our why. Yeah. Like, why are yeah. you doing what you're doing? And, and yeah. for me, um, it, it's always been the same thing. It's not just about uh, African Americans, right? right? It's about the LGBTQ plus community. It's about people that aren't represented. And it's yeah. about making sure you're going out there and doing the work. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't sit behind your keyboard yeah. and say, hey, I wish I could do something. Exactly. Anybody could be an activist. And I think that's what we take from that. Yeah. And it's it's taking a legacy that someone worked so hard to create just because it's what they they needed to do. It's taking the legacy forward. How do we take that legacy forward? I think that's an an excellent point. And that's exactly the kind of woman she was. She, right. you know, she would have, would have loved that. I do love, there was an interview she did when they were talking about opening the Carl Maxey Center. And she said, this is primarily for the African American community, but it's for everyone. We're not going to like tell you, you can't have a safe space here. And that was how she approached life. You know what I mean? We all know the places we need to, you know, I sent my flag in the LGBTQ community, but we all need our space. So, I uh, love you, Sandy, and uh, wish you wish you well as you take over the next. You know, <laughs> she's gonna take it over. Whatever needs to happen in the new space, her and 
her wife will take that over. Hey, hey, ready to get some stuff done? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, okay, yeah, I have no idea what you just said. Let's try lifting that head off the table when you use your words. Why are you so awake? Uh, it's better than being whatever that is. Is there a point to your annoying face right now? Hello, we have a show to do. Move, move, move. I'm gonna need you to take it down a few. Seriously, how are you so peppy at two in the afternoon? <laughs> okay, I call it liquid joy. Is that a new name for black tar heroin? <laughs> no, it's like a legal drug. So help me if you say- Coffee! That's not a secret. Well, apparently it is to you. Listen, is coffee a stimulant? Yes. Does my doctor tell me I should probably back it down a bit or my heart could literally explode? <laughs> Maybe. But you can find studies saying it's good for you. And that it's bad for you. This is America. Let's just choose the facts that work for my case. I'm just trying to help you out. Listen, I can get 12 things done while worrying about the world ending, and I can plan a podcast. You sound like a drug pusher. Well, there's a dealer. I, there's a coffee shop on every corner. I mean, the alternative of no coffee seems to be working out great for you. Help me help you to focus. Fine. I'll get some coffee, but I feel like there's some shadowy corporation getting rich off our addiction. <laughs> Probably in bed with the government. I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm just kidding. Drink some coffee you won't even care after. I'll chase the magic bean, I guess. Coffee is a known stimulant shown to cause feelings of joy and happiness. If you are allergic to joy and happiness, avoid ingesting this magical liquid. There is no documentation supporting the belief that the Coffee Domination Alliance is an actual thing or that it is called the Coffee Domination Alliance. Stay strong. Drink coffee. So, uh, now that we've done all that, I want to introduce my two guests, my distinguished panelists. So I'm going to have you, I have uh, Corey Fortune and Anthony Singleton, and we're going to let you both kind of tell us just a little about yourself, as much as you want, as little as you want. Um, but as always, voices in the community, which is why I have people on. So either one of you. Flip a coin. Let's see what happens. Uh, heads. <laughs> oh, it's me. All right. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> my name is Corey Fortune. Um, I am... Uh, Seattle native as of, uh, 2002, a Spokane native. So I guess I'm Spokane now. Yeah. You've been here. You've been here a little bit. <laughs> been here a long yeah, time. Just about 20 years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spent, spent a bunch of time in, in the community working with out Spokane with pride foundation with Spokane AIDS network, some stuff with Odyssey here and there, that kind of thing. Just generally overall, I like to get involved in the community and, and, and make it better. And you have no opinions, and you're very quiet. Um, so I'm this very is going to be. I, I, I don't like to talk. I don't like people nope. listening nope. to me. Um, it's it's funny that um, I got involved because I used to complain about this is a horrible place to live. Mm -hmm. I'm now fiercely <laughs> defensive of it, right? And I had a good friend, my friend Erica, goes, "You know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you bitching about this community and how much you hate it. Either shut up about it, make it better, or get the hell out of here." Right, and I'm still here. So, and I didn't shut up. So that kind of I makes wish it... <laughs> more people would take that to themselves and be like, "Hey, I'm either going to do something or I'm going to shut up." They won't. Most yeah. Most. So let's get some positive change. Yep. <laughs> in this crew, in Sandy fashion, I, exactly in Sandy fashion. I like that. And what about you, kind sir? Um, I'm Anthony Singleton. I have a unique experience living in Spokane because I moved here from Guam when I was a kid. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know I was black. Like I had no idea. <laughs> None. People had, people had to tell me. I was going to say, don't worry, you're Spokane. Right. Like, you oh, know. the kids told me <laughs> in, in one word or less, you know. Oh, whoa. Um, but uh, I think growing up and seeing the world first and then coming here and seeing how small the community was and looking at it now, yeah. it was of utmost importance to make an impact. 
right? Very true. And, and growing up, I know I was bullied because of race. I was bullied for all kinds of things. And, yeah. and I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't bully either. Right. But what I will say is in my adulthood, I found activism. Exactly. And I, and I found comedy. And you're also saying kids suck, right? Right. Kids, that's what all I, kids do suck. That's all I heard out of it. I know. I know that's all I got. know that. They right, do. right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I love my nieces and nephews, but stop being so mean. They're right, so mean to right. me. Yeah. For no reason. You, yeah, don't even, yeah. you don't even have a job. Like, what, <laughs> what are you upset about? Exactly. Right. What I do to you? I, was, right, I said hi. Nothing. No. But how long have you been in Spokane? Uh, so I've been here for 30 years. Oh, nice. Right. Nice. Um, and, but the thing I love about the community, though, is yeah. that it is growing. And it is yeah. getting diverse. And the big it reason is. I wanted to do this yeah. is because I you know, I lived a portion of my life not being an advocate of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And uh, you know, a very special woman helped I'm me. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Well, now, now I'm here. I'm here. No, you are, and I love know? that. Yeah, and, and, it's called um, growth, right? Right. right? And I, I've done some things that put me in positions to where I've lost friends because of it. And then as I grow, I realize, hey, I was part of the problem, so now let me help be part of the of the change. Well, you know, we get, uh, first of all, th- I'm glad. I If we don't have more and more people under- trying to understand each other, even if we don't belong to some specific group, uh, then nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. But um, I think it's amazing when we can, we get criticized a lot. Back in when I had a radio show, we got criticized a lot because you're a white guy. And I agree. I am a white guy. And the and you are right. There's so many problems that can come from that because your privilege and everything. All I can do is say I'm gonna every day try to recognize what that is and try to go beyond it. The only thing I can do is try to learn other people's stories, and that's important to me. So I can't change this, but I can be a better version of what it should be for everyone. Right. And uh, that's why I love having different people, different viewpoints in this show, so that it helps me grow as a person. Um, as amazing as I already am, I still have some. You are to pretty grow. amazing. I thank you. See, and you're from LA. And I <laughs> from, oh my gosh, you're from LA. Right? You're I, from isn't LA. crazy? Let me, tell, let me tell you a story. <laughs> so now, now that we know who we're speaking with, so as everybody knows who's been listening to the show, we take different subjects that have popped up in the news, and sometimes there's a big subject at the end we want to talk about, but we just take it and we try. We just. It can be funny. It can be whatever we want. And I do want to know this. So has everybody seen the first time a major motion picture company is doing a gay rom-com with, of course, the great Billy Eichner? And it comes out the day before my birthday. So obviously it's blessed. But it's called Bros. I don't know what I think about the name. But what do we think? Like, do we think a, a movie like that is going to make the traction is it going to to get to the people, or are we still going to have a bunch of people saying that's a gay thing? I'm not going to that. I think Billy Eichner is pop culture enough by himself. Wouldn't I you mean, think? Billy on the street. I Billy love on the street. street, street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he kind of scares me. Oh, terrible! I, can you imagine <laughs> I, he runs up to you and and I mean I, it's New York, not L.A. So I don't know yeah. how much you know about New York. But do you know what I know? They hate each other. I went to New York once, and uh, yeah, I, I've been to New York. Yep. I know. Oh wow! Me too. Oh my god! We need to drop that in every few minutes. <laughs> it would terrify me. Did you know me. there's an Empire State Building in New York? What? There is yeah. not. If it's not no. in L.A., I Crazy. don't know what you're talking. I, d- about. I don't know. <laughs> but no, the idea of someone, anyone running up to me in the street, I'm I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna like swing. Like, who are you? Right. <laughs> and he'll ask you the most random and your sometimes in your face kind of personal questions, and you have two seconds to answer him, and then he's gone. And then he's he's 
as rude as can possibly be, which right. I love. Yes. Which I probably take that from him a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, everybody watch outside yeah. uh, podcast studio today. <laughs> no, he's amazing. And I, I he wrote it. Um, I have no doubt it's well done. I mean, what was his series? Uh, oh, he did a sitcom that he wrote. Oh, I'm so good at this. Something People is what it's called. Um, and it was brilliant. His writing is absolutely... So I have no doubt it's going to be a great movie. Do I know if society, especially how it is today, is ready to show up? I mean, theaters are already having issues. They, they announce all the time about how this is the worst year they've ever had. And I'm like, then be better. So... Is it, are people, what do you think about, are people in Spokane going to go look? Are going to go time. see this movie? I think it's time. I think we're at a, pl- a point now yeah. where even the debate and the discussion makes people show up. Yeah. Right? And I think that's where we're at. I agree that it's time, but just because it's time. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but there's so much debate now, right? Like, yeah. And as a straight guy, let yeah. me tell you what, okay? Yeah. People come, and being black and straight, a lot yeah. of my friends are spiritual, right? Yeah. And so they'll yeah. be like, you know... A man and a man. I'm like, what? Yeah, and we're and we're having it's this Adam discussion. It's Adam and Eve, not right? Adam and Steve. Right. We're still Adam having Steve this would discussion. Be so much more fun, though. Oh my god, it would. It would. Yes. Yes. We would decorate the Garden of Eden. <laughs> oh right. I, we would have never been kicked no, out. No. Nope. It would still be naked. <laughs> yes. If yes. it wasn't for straight people, we'd god, still be <laughs> naked. Exactly. Bastards. But I love that you have hope because I, I haven't had that in forever. So. So you think people will go, they're going to go in Spokane and they're going to go see this rom-com between two men, which in the end, when you look at a love story, it's like, mm, but same it's thing. funny. That's the thing. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, even the trailer's funny. Right? right. And that's what I look at. Yeah. And, and I saw it in theaters before the trailer yeah. and I wanted to go see it. Yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't make a difference to me if yeah. there were gay people in it or not. Right. I thought the content was good. Did yeah. you think that watching the trailer that you almost forgot that it was two gay people? Pretty much. Because it was just funny. Yeah, and and yes, I could I see past that, but that's you know it's normalized for me. Yeah, is that something that other people could see, or is that that's, just a blind spot that I have? See, and that's what I'm curious about. That's why I think, and plus we all know the movie studios, all they care about is the bottom line. They right. don't care about doing the right thing. They don't care about you know supporting all cultures. So here, I'm interested in okay, Hollywood, what are you going to do after this opens? And I hope it's, uh, I mean, look at when Love Simon came out. It did so well, actually. And I went and spoke it in the theater, and it was packed. So there's, we can hope for that. And, I, you know, go Billy Eichner. I hope it's a success I remember Brokeback Mountain being sold out. Oh, my God. But that movie was great. I'm yes. sorry. I'm well, sorry. that's I've the thing. It, 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 three times. it was a great oh, movie. It's so good. And it's that's what mattered. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. And, and my ignorance, right, when it first came out, I'm like, gross. Right. And then when I started to grow and I went to college at Arizona State, and I, I took a film class. Film, oh, nice. Film, gender, and LGBTQ studies, right? Yeah. Because I like to expose myself to things that make me uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to study this film yeah. and write about it. Yeah. And so when I really broke it down, the story wasn't about being gay. It was about right. not being able to love each other in yes, that context. exactly. And right? the, the human torture in that movie is right. what is so... Horrible. Because they can't... Yeah. I have to say, I lived in Wenatchee at the time. I think I was like 22 or something. And we had to fight to for them to have that movie in our town. And it was months of, and calling focus features and calling the the theater and trying to get it there just because and that's the thing about a movie like this. Every city, every town needs it because 
it's a moment of seeing yourself that I think everybody needs. We need to recognize ourselves. Right. It changes your whole experience, not just for the kids, but even there are men my age and older who are still afraid to come out. And right. that's why these are so important. And it's for the culture. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I remember when Malcolm X came out, I was a kid, oh, right? Yeah. And I remember hearing these stories of how the black community had to donate money to finish the movie. Yeah. Because it went over budget. Mm -hmm. What movie in Hollywood doesn't go over exactly. budget? Exactly. Right? I mean, you have Denzel. It's like, why is this a thing? They would never think blink because twice. Because it, it wasn't about anything yep. more than stifling the creativity yeah. and the story and the power of the story, right? Yep. And so you look now at what culture, how, how, what it's done for the culture. Yeah. And I think this is one of those times where the LG, LGBTQ community yeah. can push their culture further through art. And I think, and I really, I believe wholeheartedly that art is the last bastion. It's the last place we can get to people who would not normally listen to you because art has a way of sneaking in under the radar. Right. And that's, that's why it's so important to have these things here. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. So now I have hope for this movie. I mean, I'm going to see it no matter if is it's, it's theater funny. only or are they doing like They're a doing streaming? theatrical release okay. first, which is a big deal. I can't remember you the know? last time I was in, in a theater. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I went and saw Elvis because my dad loved Elvis. And yeah. I thought, my dad passed away years ago. I thought, I'm just going to go see it. It was a good job. It was definitely Boz Lerman. And I love Boz. But, you know, it, it, it definitely had his touch. But so I went. But it was me and, like, I think five other people that were in this. Because people aren't going back to the theater. So I'm, I'm hoping to see a big push when this comes to town. I think it's the 23rd is the release. I mean, I'm going to see is it. A Saturday. I'm Right, yeah. I think, it, and I think, like you said, on so many levels, it's still it's going to be funny as well. So you're going to be entertained. It's going to be a good story. I I think in the end, if you entertainment value will also win out with a with a movie like this. I'm just excited that finally it's 2022, and finally some Hollywood studio decided, oh, we should do this mainstream. Right. I mean, we waited as long as we possibly could, but we'll give it a go now. You Let's know what I mean. I know. I'm all for it. So um, I definitely, I always like to do a little entertainment uh, uh, entertainment subject. I want to talk about, uh, before we get into the main subject of basically organized har harassment with Kiwi Farms, which is just a disgusting group of people, I want to talk uh, to us about what we think about, we had a discussion on the last show about labels, about mm -hmm. obviously we want to live in utopia. Obviously we want to be, no labels, we don't need labels. I think it's kind of... Um, it is hoping for something we haven't gotten to yet. And yet we act like, uh, I don't need labels. Well, we have to do labels right now till we get to the point where we don't need labels because someone has to stand up and say, hey, I represent this group and I'm not going to let you discount me because of this. But what do you guys think about labeling yourself, I guess? I'm absolutely for labeling myself. I mean, if it, it comes down to wanting to be someone that I didn't have when I was younger and look it up. You know, in, in the in the nineties we didn't have a lot of pro gay anything out there. So trying to identify who you are as a person without right. having any positive representation of it, that's huge. Yeah. And then even the changing of, of the names of the labels. Like I went from identifying as a queer man or I'm sorry, as a gay man to just a queer person. So I dropped man and added person, yeah. which, you know, I'm he, him, his, but however, person is what I like to use now yeah. just because, you know, representation. And then well, taking back the word queer was a huge thing too. Yeah. See, which is why we had made the conscious 
decision that we wanted this to be the queer centric because queer is more than just about oh I'm a gay man I'm transgender all it is about a whole movement and community and this is a back in the day queer was a very political term back you know 20 something years ago it almost meant something different than it does now and I'm not throwing shade at that group but it was like we're at a point where like you said we want to stand up and it's queer is a conversation these Absolutely. these labels that that we talk about having and giving and like you said now you know we talk about pronouns and we we have these conversations it is a conversation is where growth happens being able to exchange ideas which i agree 100 percent with you well, you have yeah. you have a group of people that are like, why do you need labels? Why do you need labels? But then that's the same kind of people that will refer to athletes and female athletes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why do we need labels? Mm-hmm. That's it's, true. It's like, only when it works. The, the for number them. one tennis star just retired. Oh, you mean the number one female tennis star? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Who who is the male tennis star who's as famous as her? I, I, I don't know no. any male tennis stars. Me neither. Because yeah. I know the Williams sisters. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Because <laughs> they changed everything for us, and why would we not? Yeah. But you're correct. Well, you know, then you have a Will Smith star in your, your movie and slap <clears> someone, and then everything oh, goes downhill. Yeah. Had yeah. to go there. I know. Well, I that was, was all so Serena's sad. fault, obviously. I, obviously. Gotta blame I mean, her. Yeah, because people who don't want to recognize her are going to recognize and be like, well, that's because it was her. It's because <laughs> you know, it's... speaking about labels, though, I think the important thing is you get to take your power back. Yeah. Right? Oh, Cause totally. Because I, I know as African Americans, right, I always yeah. ask, like, who the hell gave us names? Like we had the N word first. We yeah. know who created that, right? Yeah. Then we were Negroes. Yeah. Then we're coloreds, but we never chose those labels. Yeah. Right. And now one of the things I struggle with personally as a comedian is I say the N word on stage, right? Yeah. But, but I say it with a yeah. purpose. Yeah. And people are saying, hey, Anthony, I, I would share you if you didn't say the N word. It's offensive. To who? Yeah. You? Exactly. Are you offended because you can't say it? Are you offended because you're uncomfortable? Yeah, because it's the no-no list. Yeah. But you were able to call us that for 400 years, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I think I think labels are important if you're taking them yeah. back. And don't you think that's also what you just said there is part of this conversation of this changing of history in schools of taking books out of. It's like, listen, it makes us uncomfortable. Yes. And uh, you because it's. Those words belong to the people that the oppressors threw at us. Right. So if we want to say it like we have our own. Right. I won't say so I don't get demonetized. But that's the other thing. I can't even say it. Your own word. My own right. The word that somebody else created to yeah. oppress you, you can't say Exactly. That. that in itself is oppression. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so I think it's very important that we yeah. we, we take the labels back. Now, what yeah. I call myself, yeah. that's what matters. What you call me does not. Yeah, because it's about your empowerment. Exactly. It's about it's what we decide we can take strength from. Yeah, but you're right. Like I definitely listen, think what you, you call me matters. Well, yeah. But it <laughs> you know <laughs> but it matters, but I don't care what you think of me. Yeah. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it's context too. You know. Right. How are you calling me this word? Where are we in a public forum? Are we? Yeah. You know, yeah. Is is it that that I saw some subreddit or whatever this other thing is? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. talk to down yeah, the road. Yeah. Exactly. You know yeah. that, that had it on there. Is it direct? Am I owning it? Is it? Is it? You know. Um. Like two gay friends to each other dropping the f word to each other. Right. You know right. that kind of thing. Exactly. Because that that definitely matters. What what someone calls you True. in that term. And then what really gets me is the the people around deciding to tell you that you you know it's like wait 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 you don't get to say nothing to me about how I'm uh, having a discussion with my friend. Exactly. So there is this entitlement that people have that they 
they may not know any. It's the Karens of the world. Let's yeah, be honest. It's privilege. It's, it's yeah, it's privilege. yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think you know teaching diversity, right? Yeah. The pronoun conversation. Yeah. Freaks straight white guys it out, does. and it's I weird. don't get it. No. I mean, they freak yeah. out bad. Exactly. And yet there are you can but they'll change. call a car him or her. Right. Yeah. My right? boat, my exactly. boat is a she. Yeah. If you're Donald Trump, she's a big white boat. <laughs> with crosses. Exactly. And they act like they're like, no, that makes sense to me. Thank you. Yeah. But but you. But I can't you wrap know? my head around that you want me to call you a her now. Right. And you're just like, what does that have to do with any? Because here's the thing. It's we all know what it is. It's because it's putting a magnifying glass on the things, their bigotry and their hatred. We don't like people to see beyond the curtain with us. No. But the problem is, isn't that what life is about? Being uncomfortable, growing, learning to to move beyond ourselves. Please, I would love to think that I don't mess something up, you know, in my life every day. But the difference is, am I able to hear? Is someone able to come to me and say, listen, that was really not cool what you did, or this is, well, I took offense to this. And given, just because someone says, you know, they don't like something about you, doesn't mean you change something, but we have to remember how to listen. Right. I can't grow beyond this if I don't go, okay. The ability to say I'm sorry doesn't exist. The ability to deflect is like huge. Like, let's not look at me. But where do we find that that compassion and humility and desire to to be there for other people? That's what changes. Your heart. That's what it is. But I think I think more than ever, you know, we've been over the last four or five years, hate has been really strong. Very, and we've very. justified hate. Yeah. Justified it, right? And I think, I'm just going to say, you know, under President Trump, people mm-hmm. could say that they weren't doing what they were actually doing, right? He's like, oh, yeah. the China flu. You're a racist. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's where it came from. Exactly. Right? They found their permission. Right. They were waiting so long, apparently. I didn't know, and apparently I wasn't paying attention. But when they found their permission, the society we have around us, I have to say, so... Uh, I have known the Curter over here for years. And in the beginning, uh, you didn't want anything to do with politics. And he has grown so much over the years. Now, I will get freak out texts every few days, spiraling down because of what's going on in the world around us. Right. Like freaking out. What? It's a beautiful thing that, you know, you have found, you know, your heart grew two sizes that day. The Grinch has found his way. Um, but we, this is the thing that, that, that I'm afraid of. Like we can learn all this conversation we're having about labels and all these things. If you get caught up in the negative, you can destroy. If you find hopelessness instead of finding a way to have hope, you destroy the whole, your whole, they win. The the Trump era people that he's, because uh, I, that all came up, follow my, my uh, path here. Uh, that all came up because uh, Trump, of course, had that Trump appointed judge in Florida oh, who Lord. let him basically get away with more than anybody in history ever could have. But it keeps happening. And if you look, he appointed, he wasn't stupid, he appointed so many judges on so many. So even if we appeal it, there's six judges in the appellate court in Florida that he put where they are. And we've already seen what can happen on the Supreme Court. Yeah, we did. As long as it is the, so we're here with the cards stacked against us. And so we can freak out because of what's happened because people are, are more comfortable giving hates speech and for saying horrible things that 20 years ago we would be appalled that they had said and others would be appalled with us but here we are so what is our options 
our options are we can freak out and we can decide that there's the world is going to shit and it, i mean it's what it is um we can think that the earth is pissed at us and apparently i mean so much shit is happening and it kind of is and it kind of is and we can take that and go okay life's done i can't do, or we can continue to find a way to stand up we can continue to find a way to fight even though it looks like everything's against us just keep having conversations like this that's right. you know, that's the important thing one of the one, some one i can't remember who it was and i wish i could credit them with whatever you know whoever it was that said this it was your first reaction is how you're conditioned your second reaction is who you are uh, so yeah. when you react to something some way and and i'll see like think of like fat shaming you see someone you're like wow i can't believe they're wearing why'd that. you look at me when you I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh come on now Jonathan. that's that's oh. i'm kidding but it was perfect it was perfect timing. Mean, thank you for setting that up yeah you know you you see someone you're like oh i can't believe they're wearing that and then you think yeah. no they can wear whatever they want your first reaction is how you're conditioned you're yeah. conditioned to think this person can't do this this person is that and when you, you have these conversations and you change people's minds yeah. then they might have that initial reaction but think no no you can wear whatever you want you right. like I'm proud of you for doing that, right? And that's that thing that you need. That's to That's the truest to statement ever because it's true. So don't like ki- kick yourself to your if that first. It's what you do with the second. Exactly. It's what you do with the second because we all have it. Right. We're culturally trained from when we're like nothing. I'm just to pretend that I made that up. Yeah, because well, I should. can't think of it. Is. Was one more time. That, that was like Corey that. Fortune. Yeah. Your your first reaction is how you're conditioned. Your second reaction is who you are. I feel like we all should be snapping. Right, I know, right? I just, and I would just like to say Corey Fortune's book will come out next week. <laughs> <laughs> and his TED Talk will be, will be... But it's true. What a beautiful way to look at it. And we need to... You know, it's the conversations that we were just saying. The people... We need to have these conversations. We are the... Everybody in this room are the ones having the conversation currently. Could others... You know, I want to encourage others to have it. We don't know how to, to disagree, to have discourse, none of it. You know, I look at this like I look at dating my girlfriend. Yeah. She's entitled to all the emotions, right? We are entitled to all those different emotions (laughs) depending on that day. And those things are valid. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have to process things and we have to, we have to have action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. See, I hate words without action. It drives me absolutely insane, but you're right. You have to take the moments to get there, but you have to be willing to get there. Right. You know, the people who stop at step one, you know, that's the, that's where I have a problem. Yeah. Look, change is, change is hard. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up personally is that, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm vocal, I plan to be honest when I came here. Good, yeah. Okay? I was, I had no idea about the LGBTQ community. Yeah. We would sit in a car in a house and argue, they, they who, non-binary, yeah. what? I yeah. don't understand, right? And then, And so you have to get to a point where there's a bridge and you walk across that bridge and you say, you know what? I'm wrong because I didn't understand what I was saying and what I right. was what I was looking at. At the end of the day, we're all here because of the human condition. We all exactly. feel the same emotions, right? It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white. You love is love. That's why the bumper stickers say it. Right. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's why. Because love <laughs> yeah. is that, right? Yeah. And and that emotional connection is what human beings thrive on. Yeah. And what we're seeing is a breakdown in that. Yeah. Well I find that it's the, I, I think of it as the easiest way to control a population is to separate them. 100%. Is to, I'm going to say this. Word. So I feel like that's why the propaganda up here is always about why we're different. Uh, one of my favorite poets, of course, Maya Angelou, she always said, we are more alike than we, we are more alike than we are unalike. Right. And the truth is, that's what we need to get to. Stop getting lost in the, 
well, you're this, this, and this. Why can't we just talk to each other, have some compassion, and learn from each other? You know what I mean? It's the very hippie thing to say, and and we need to say it more. Right, and I think the dismissal is the biggest problem, right? Yeah. One of the things that I hate personally is when people say, I don't see color. <laughs> well, what if yeah. I want to be seen? Yeah, right? yeah. My color is who I am. It's my culture as well. Yeah. It's my ethnicity, right? Yeah. So by you saying that you don't see my color, you're saying you don't see me. Yeah. Right? When I see LGBTQ flag, I see you and the different colors that make up who you are. Exactly. And what a great moment, I think, for a conversation saying, okay, you just said this, and why don't we talk about what do you mean? Right. Tell me what you mean by that. Let me tell you what it makes me feel. I think that's a very valid and it's those conversations. Now, some people don't want to have them, but I think those are the important ones we Mostly should have. Mostly men. It's like yeah. someone saying, oh, I'm yeah. colorblind is, I don't want to recognize my own privilege. Exactly. So I'm going to pretend that you aren't different than me. Yes. you suck, Exactly. Way, I just yeah. kicked you in the nuts at the <laughs> right. same time. Right? Exactly. You're like, what? I don't know why you're offended. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I and, kick everyone in the nuts regardless of what color they are. Yeah, I don't care. Here's a punch, too. Like, <laughs> I'm going to Rochambeau you for it right now. <laughs> And so this brings me to the second, I have this little list. This brings me to the second list, which is the vitally important aspect of community. I think, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the hour with Sandy. It's building those communities. It's, it's reaching out beyond ourselves to create this. It's why I, I was telling someone today, the, the undoing of the Republican Party doing all of these gerrymandering and Trump up there is that they have forgotten. Like, it is bad. They're good. They have played the long game. They've been doing it for 50 years. They knew what they wanted, and they're patient. And uh, the rest of us are apparently just too excited to, to do things. 50 years. At least. 400. Right, right, right. 400 you are, years. I do stand corrected. That is a very, yeah. This well, is, they do like to point out that it was the Democrats that were really big into the slavery back in the day. Right. Yeah. That's because true. Because that means they can flip, change the know. conversation. All white supremacists anything. tell me that. I don't know. <laughs> Like I'm like, you guys are good. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> we made the clan, like for real. <laughs> and you know what? They'll if they talk long enough that you're like, wait, do I, what? Maybe they, right. maybe we did. I don't And then we don't ask the logical question. Yeah. Don't they have sheets? <laughs> like how do we know who's yeah, behind the sheet? It, I don't Right? And these are the so we have to reach and be part of the whole wave that we came as far as we did. I know in the LGBTQ community with marriage equality and everything, was because we learned how to get along for two seconds, how to bound together to be a force. And one of the things for the Republicans, if you're listening, I'd like you to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> listening. They, right. <laughs> do not forget that we've been here before. Right. Do not forget. I mean, my friend called me when everything was going to shit. Like, uh, so, cause I was marching back in the day. That was my thing. I'm like, I'm tired, but it's time not to be tired anymore. Be tired, but stand up. Be tired, but speak out. Because what they're forgetting is we've been on these battlegrounds before. We made victories before, so we know how to win. So bring it, fuckers. Because right. this is this is where we cannot stop. We cannot stop and say, I mean, the, the women's rights, uh, the people of color, the LGBTQ community, we've been fighting since we were born right. just to exist. So this is not new to us. It is only new if we let them convince us that we can be limited and we don't, we're not going to make it. Well, we are going to make it because we're warriors and we've been warriors our whole lives. So watch. Right. And let me add to that. It's not just stand up, right? It's stand up and teach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. Because we only know what our forefathers show us, right? Yep. And I think it's important that people, you know, we talk about community and how important it is, yeah. but we don't ever talk about how, how community came up, came to be, right? 
and I'm huge into history and I'm like, okay, well, when was the birth of community? Like really? Yeah. And what you, when you start doing research, you see fire, fire was the birth. Oh of community, yeah. Right. Because before that people were lone warriors, man. Yeah. They were trying to scavenge. The birth rates were super yeah. low. They just right? wanted to live. Right. Yeah. And then the minute that happened, the game changed. Yeah. And that's, that's when everybody came together, but almost at the same time war started. Yeah. Oh, mm. Right, because you're saying I want. You had me so happy. For a I know, there. right? Wait, I'm like, on. yes. Come build you up, tear you down. But here's the thing: we're not talking about physical war, right? Like yeah. hurting each yeah. other. Or at least we're not. Yeah. Right. We're not. You know, 31 people in the back of a U-Hole. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but there is a war to be fought, and it's it's easier to fight if you remember what you're fighting for. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's e- like I have hope. Because I know what I'm fighting for. Yeah. I know what I'm fighting for. Right. When they, when you see me with a white baby, yeah. somebody's looking at me like, why do they have that? Why does he have that kid? Yeah. Or if I say, come here, daughter, that's not his daughter. Yeah. Right. So we're fighting for this. And so then it makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? you were, even before the show, we were talking about the big why. You right. mentioned the, the why. You know, when we're talking about Sandy and everything. And you're right. We need to continue to be plugged into why the heck does it matter to us? We you get numb I mean? though. We get numb from the fight, yes. right? It's hard. We get yeah. conditioned. Because I like lying on my couch. Me too. It is very tempting. But then you wake up. Well, people were would ask us why are you going to start a podcast in the the world of eight million and two podcasts? And it's because it still needs to be talked about. It does. Like, and just because you're going to try to shame and say, Why do you need another gun? You don't have to listen. But we have to raise our voices now more than ever. And we should have never stopped. And I, you know, and some people didn't, but we got quieter because it was nice. It was as, nice to have rights. As a straight guy, I'll tell you why you need this podcast. Yeah. Because I'm tired of hearing these words. Hey, Anthony, do you think it's the gay agenda? What the oh, hell does that even mean? Brunch. Yeah, that is our gay agenda. That is it, right? right? It's like right. mimosas. I'm like, you think we're far more organized than we are. Right. So. <laughs> we can't even make it to brunch on time. No, yeah, right. no, but no. we're doing a political movement yeah. to, to uh, oppress your children and make them want to be... Shut, exactly. shut up. And that's exactly. why this work is important, because straight guys are dumb. God. We're dumb. You know what? In the end, humans like to have their base emotion is fear. You know what I mean? And it has to be a choice to work outside of that base emotion. That's what it is. Even, listen, I got my opinions about, about men. But the fact is humans, just because it's the easiest emotion to go to, we do the shittiest things when we come from fear, when we come from insecurity. So we have to make the decision. Every day you get those choices of, am I going to make the decision out of fear or am I going to be try to go beyond this? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, that's- I think we're ingrained by it as straight men to fear. To, oh, to fear yeah. homosexuality and yeah. fear anything LGBT that's different. Yeah. We don't like anything that's different. Nothing. Yeah, we. I always like to say, like, when you're going one path and you see someone who's out here on their own, you're like, you know what? I feel so much better if you just come over here because I know what you're doing. So just just walk next to me. No, we need to to be thrilled with this diversity we have around us. That should be exciting. Amen. And it's scary. It's very scary. I mean, I'm as diverse as it comes. So I scare my own people. So <laughs> I put hot sauce on everything, you know, so I'm, I'm diverse. See, ice Down. cream, like I'm, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I, I know someone who does that. So it's sad. We're it's in Spokane. Okay. Diversity. I mean, like, so let's talk about what, if do we think as we look forward, what was fascinating to me when you reached out to me, Anthony, about coming on this show was because you are, you have chosen to learn about the queer community around 100%. us. You want, and I 
that's I tell people all the time. I'm not looking for just gay people to come on the show. I'm looking for community people to talk about community things. So that was fascinating to me. What was it when I put up the random post that made you go, huh, I'll talk to gay guys. <laughs> it wasn't that. I was like, oh, yes, the gays. Like, that's, yeah. not, that's not what I was. Darn it. That's what I was picturing, though. Uh, no, I think uh, my own ignorance. I think uh, a f- about a decade ago, I used to teach martial arts, and I had these friends of mine that were lesbians, right? And I went on this huge rant online about how it, it doesn't matter. Why do we need to talk about being gay or lesbian? They are who they are. And I, yeah. I wasn't fr- friends with them for 10 years. Wow. And then... Uh, you know, and I stood, I'm stubborn, so I stuck to that. Yeah. And then uh, I went to college. I got hurt on the job. I couldn't walk for a year. Ooh. Right. I had the titanium pins put in my back, and I went back to college. Ooh. Right, two weeks after my surgery. And I started, as, as I started to educate myself, I started to realize that I was an idiot. Right. And, you know, with my girlfriend and I, her being part of the community, you know, and teaching me so much, I have an obligation with my voice to do something about it. Not everybody that's in the fight is on the front line. Exactly. Uh, um, the people in the fight sometimes empower you to do the fighting. And that's the position that I'm in. Yeah. And for her and for the people that I've offended and for the change in the community, uh, it was of utmost importance to be completely honest and transparent yeah. about my failure as a father, as a husband, as a brother, uh, because I didn't do the right thing. Yeah. And if I'm in a lead in my community, this is part of that. Right. There's no way I'm walking away from this because right. everybody else does it. Everybody else says drops the f bombs. Everybody says yeah. all these things, and I am in the position with the, the gifts that God has given me mm-hmm. to squash that shit. Yeah. And it's amazing when we have. That's how I like to talk about how important allies are. We need everybody. Allies are great because they help build this bridge to people that are like, I'm not talking to them. You know what I mean? Because it is that it is that common denominator that makes them go, why are you, why do you care about those people that you have no reason to care about? Right. You are not, but that is the conversation where they go, oh, you're like, no, that's pretty cool. This is happening over here. And then, you know, you allow that conversation and then you start the things, the wheels start turning in their minds. And like you said a minute ago, I think it's important to remember that those of us who, who like to be loud, like to be on the mic, who like to do these things in front of people. If we have that ability, I don't think we have the privilege not to use it because there are so many people that don't have that. Right. So many people who don't feel strong enough, loud enough, you know, to stand up and say those things. So until they feel that they can, till they can stand, I don't think uh, a lot of us have the right not to. No, and I've seen some shit. Like I used to work for the college. Yeah. And I was uh, part of the LGBTQ club. Oh, nice. And they put their flyers up, people would tear them down. Oh, yeah. Right? Or yeah. their budget wasn't right the year after. Yeah. Or there'd be a transgender right? Something like gets... veteran, yeah. and she couldn't use the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, you went to Iraq. Exactly. So I stood in front of the door with the sign. It was like, if you guys got a problem, we can have a problem. Right? Right? And so seeing those things as a straight male yeah. and no one doing anything about it, yeah. It didn't sit right with me, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it's making people more comfortable to stand up for that as well. Yeah. You know, I have a, a good friend of mine who, who her son went to go work at a construction site, and he's a very supportive, very open-minded person, but as the new kid on the construction site, and I remember her telling me, he comes home and goes, Mom, I just am not comfortable around these people. 
And my first response is, though, why do you say something? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an 18-year-old kid who hasn't been exposed to this. Right. Who, although in his mind, he knows all of this shouldn't be said or done, he isn't quite to the point to yeah. stand up and say something There's about it There's still yet. fear there. So, you know, what's so, going to happen to me? Yeah, so, so to get someone from point A to where you're, Anthony, at point B, to be able to stand in front of that bathroom and say if you have a problem with it, that's what's going to be more important. Yeah. Because there's so many people out there that are staying silent because they're not comfortable with it yet. Yeah. Right. And I think there's a big, you said, basically lead by example. That is exactly it. We need to see others doing it so it gives us more permission to do that. I mean, we're a permission-based society. He quit society. that job, by the way. He quit, yeah. Well, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And, and this brings me to the final thing I want to talk about. There's a, a thing called Kiwi Farms. Don't look them up. I'm just saying. So Plus, most up. yeah. Well, most internet providers are now done with them because basically, I mean, let's talk about the organization. I mean, they have organized a website that is basically all about targeting people to harass. They've harassed many transgender individuals from Canada, U.S., uh, New Zealand. Uh, attacked them in a very like leaked their doxed them as they would say, leaked all of their information, and until they committed suicide, that is their goal. I'm going to, and it's so, such a concerted effort and organization to ruin someone that here's where we're at. Like they're coming out guns blazing without having to use the guns. They're going to get you. So we have to be louder because how can something like this, what, talk about the ugliest side of humanity. Why is that a thing? And yet it is. So if you haven't heard from me, you've probably heard, of people who have passed that are in the news that are because of of their bullying, but they've given out people's addresses. They want and they encourage people to go. Let's go bully these people until they no longer exist in our world. I mean, that's sick. Yeah, it's how a do you, how do you thing. get there? How do you yeah. get to be that that dark and that cynical and that that hateful? I mean, right. how cowardly of a person are you really? Right. Aside because most of it, they're hiding behind a keyboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, no one, well, these people are not going to fly, you know, from New Zealand to Canada to knock on someone's exactly. door. And yet some they're people gonna harass are them. horrible enough that they would. They, they might. I didn't know these things were a big thing. I mean, but remember when Breitbart came to the forefront during the, the Trump campaign, all of these things that that is there. Or uh, what's the There was a the mom that name? bullied, like a mom that bullied her daughter's friends or something like that yeah. however long ago. And the, the, the gal unfortunately ended up taking her own life. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's been going on for a long time. And how can you even be... You know, it reminds me a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, right. how? Why are you so proud that you are spouting this stuff? That if it happened to you or your children, deflection. You deflection is right. It's these, these. The other side is getting more and more organized. I am always amazed at the amount of organization. Can we take it, a step back there and realize it's yeah. not? It's not just. It's not the other side. This is almost yeah. like a a third thing in general. It's like a cancer. Because that's one of the things I I don't want to I don't want to say that yes well, that side may have empowered this, right. yeah. but I do want to say that there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't condone most of the things point. on that side, but I but do this have, is a different third vector yeah. there. And I do have friends that are on the other side of the political aisle from me, and we're and they're great. They're not this, so you're right. Yeah. It is it is a a cancerous side of society that's just decided that their voice needs to be their voice. They're using so, but you're right. And but well, the freedom organization, of speech, Jonathan. freedom of speech, and that is they hide behind that. 
Ugh. like crazy. We were talking about, was it the fort? What amendment was it we talked about last week? Maybe it's a, the first amendment. Anyways, that talks about freedom of religion. And, but it also says in there that no one talks about, it's in the same paragraph as freedom of religion, that the government should not promote one religion over another. I'm like, what? That's, we've built a whole country on that. So we pick and choose. We pick and choose what we're going to do. The, the, what I would like to see is for us to choose each other. You know what Let, I mean? Let's be real, though. Let, let's be completely honest. Yeah. When I hear you say that, yeah. I think about, uh, you know, when, you know, the civil rights movement started and why. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't want people to vote. Yeah. And you really look at how many people were at these lynchings, right? People don't actually know. We're talking 20,000 people. Yeah. They would... They would barbecue and watch a person hang and burn yeah. and send out postcards. Yeah. This is just an advanced like, style of that. Yeah. This is not new under any circumstances, right. right? Right. And so we need to ask ourselves why human beings continue to align themselves with so much hate on a regular basis. Right. What is it that they're missing? What is it doing? to themselves like what right. do they get out of this that right. makes them go because you're right and even before that go back to the to witch hunts and there's always a way that i can be like well, you are different than me and somehow i'm going to destroy you for like, it fuck you jesus yeah. and right. yet, right exactly right. and yet if they looked at themselves if all of us laid it out on the line we we are this beautiful kaleidoscope of everybody's different so what are you going to do someone's not going to like you if they know something about you even if you're trump you know what I mean? They're, your own people will find a reason to tear you apart. So we do spend a lot of time, and I, I don't understand it. Uh, it it's, it's a fear-based thing, but why? We don't do anything that doesn't serve us in some way. We get something from, rush, from these things. We get a rush from hate. It's horrible. Right? I, well, I, here's the sad part. We don't want it to be that simple, but it could very well be. Well, you know? I, I would love to think it was this nuanced, very deep, but... In the end, a lot of people aren't that nuanced. No, and I think I think that we we've been lied to and we lie to our kids, right? We say love spreads faster than hate. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bold-faced lie. Yeah. Hate spreads faster than love. So fast. And it takes double the love right? to get rid of hate. That's a true statement. Double, ten times sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You you've met some dumb people you've met. You've, yeah. You could tell them the same thing over and over. They still hate it. Yeah. Right? And they I don't want to get it. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. But the blacks. And you're like, but right? the gays. And you're like, what the but people horror? tend to question love versus not questioning hate. Yeah. Why? Is it because there is this part of us that hates ourselves? Like well, vulnerability, yeah. bro. I was, I was raised Catholic. We all hate ourselves. Yeah. I mean, you can't be Catholic unless. I mean, yeah. that, you that's can't be part Catholic of that. And not hate I've yourself. been in recovery from Catholicism for about 25 years, and it's, it's, it's difficult. I, my dad was a Southern Baptist minister. Same thing. Different Ew. name. Gross. I get it. Yes, gross. I, they didn't, I was kicked out, lived in my car. And that's, and that's the thing. Those are the stories I don't want to hear anymore. Those are the, not I don't want to hear, but those are the stories I don't, they shouldn't exist anymore. But guess what? 2022 still exists. Listen, I grew up in a cult, right? So Damn. Like, my mom's in an African cult, right? And this so table. I, she would say shit to me like, you know, white women will give you cancer. Like, like oh, shit like that. Wow. Like, swear to God. All, all white people are bad. Like, right? white See, devil. It's everywhere. That's so insane. This is quite a table. Yeah, like, we're going to do a whole sequel. 
episode. Well, no, you know, I, I just made sure that I slept with as many white people as I could. Just to make sure. Mom, I'm just making sure. We're testing. Yeah, we're this testing science. it out. It's, it's science. Yes, this is my scientific this process. This is my control group. This yes. Is my... She called my kids rusty-haired babies. She says, I don't want those rusty-haired babies what in my in house. in the world? Yeah. I still remember my dad told I me. I think a rustier baby is kind of cute, though. Right. Is that derogatory? For her, I, For her? I don't. She, <laughs> she makes she comes she up with some better names. Than she comes up with her own things, man. She'd call white women still. Yamps. So she's still in that camp. <laughs> it's a young tramp. She called me yamps. Oh my god. That sounds like a voluptuous woman. Yeah. It sounds See? like my mom's Oh, I like nuts. this. Is she still in this? This like a, on Earth? mindset? Well, oh, yeah, she's crazy. She's still on Earth. She is still crazy. Yeah. I just want to take every word she makes up and make it sound better. I oh, love that. Really that should like be your job in life, actually, because that's pretty good. But you're don't spinning. knock on her door because you're white, and <laughs> she'll be pissed and gay. Yeah, so. yeah, right. And you can be gay and not give... white. She's fine with that. Oh, how interesting! Weird, because <laughs> she's weird, man. I'm trying to tell I you. I love it. I still remember my dad told me once. Well, I have faith. Jonathan, the, the first time you sleep with a man, you will throw up and be physically ill. And I remember the first time I slept with my boyfriend, I wanted to call my dad. It I was, was like, great. I loved it. I didn't throw up at all. <laughs> Things are good. But I, my boyfriend thought it would be a bad idea. So I, didn't I, do I it. think it's hilarious. But peep right. I do too. And you're not with that boyfriend anymore. So it no, turns right? out that he was wrong. I know completely. And I've, I did the scientific process. I still do. <laughs> I want to thank you both. First of all, I love conversation. I'm a nerd and I love conversations so much. Um, and I love conversations that make you think, that get out some ideas. And you both were amazing. And so I appreciate you taking time to come in here today and do it. So thank you. I mean, Corey, you're uh, you just had surgery, so yeah, yeah. I'm on so many painkillers right now, so oh I can't God. be responsible for anything. Right, I and all I could keep thinking drive? was, did you drive? <laughs> I took a scooter, which is probably even That's less. Not driving. Don't right, worry, it's fine. Right. You're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. I can't balance when I'm sober on a scooter, so you know, I'm impressed with you. Yeah. It is. It's that cane. I love this cane. I tell you, uh, Anthony. I want to say you, like we've said, you're a local comedian. Where can people find yeah. you? Uh, well, every other Sunday at Skippers in front of a fish tank. We're I have to go. Mic. Uh, it's actually this Sunday. We're nice. gonna be there at eight o'clock. I love that here. it's at Skippers. Yeah. Skippers I is a love... thing still. Yeah, my buddy owns right. it. Is there a Skippers here? Yeah, on Monroe. Yes. See, outside of Lent, there's a Skippers open. There's a Skippers, <laughs> right? Yes, eight o'clock. And Sunday. there's a he gets to perform in front of a big fish tank. I would well, go just to watch this tank. happen. Oh no! But, I, but I'm pretty. <laughs> it's funny. a it's, it's a, a goldfish gold bowl. bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, I think of it as fish genocide, right? Because fish have to see fish I get cooked. <laughs> so. It's like when people feed their chickens chicken. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing to that poor That's animal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I encourage people, we'll, we'll put up some links. I encourage people to, we support all artists. We support all people. We think it's fun. I personally, I've done stand up. Um, I don't want to say it. No, I'm just, I don't want to say it was in LA. In LA. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but all Christ. I can tell you is this it's hard. You, what you do is an art form that not everybody can do. It's well, painful. Uh, real quick, I have a lot of love and a lot of people that support me. Oh, good. One good. in particular. And she told me, you know, take it serious if it works. Shoot for the stars, you know. So yeah. that's what I do. That's and cool. she supports me every step of the way, even with my crazy black ass and crazy shit. <laughs> and so. it's important to have people who, like your cheerleaders. Everybody should have cheerleaders. I think that's amazing. What a nice thing to say. I'm here right I now for her. Aww. This is for her. See? Because she's part of the community. This is for I her. Love that. So. I love but that. But one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Savage Comedy 82. Hit me up. Do it. Check it out. Uh, Corey, uh, where are you doing stand up? 
Because you uh, should. I, I, I can't stand up right you now. You can oh, sit true. down. Yeah. And we, and we <laughs> do not... need someone for an LGBTQ night. Remember, we need... I know. Yeah. I know. But Corey, you are a personality in this community. And, and also, by uh, default, you're a leader in our community. So I've always enjoyed... I've been on the sidelines and cheered you on and, and enjoyed your voice. So I appreciate that you share being opinionated here, even if you're on painkillers. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, you've been safe. pretty coherent most of the time. Just... I'm sorry. Where are we at? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. L.A. Yeah, yeah. This is L.A. I don't know if you if you know how to get to Los Angeles. You see the fires? <laughs> it's outside. So crazy. So thank you everybody for always tuning in and supporting this show. Remember, you can find us every Tuesday. This releases at www.thequeercentric.com. But until next time, bye.